If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter 11. We're going to use verse 12 as our text. There'll be other scripture verses that we will look at, but this is going to be our text. Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. We're going to continue the, the series, I Am Blessed in Christ series, this morning by looking at, I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. And we're not conquerors because of our own abilities. We're not conquerors because of our gifts that we have uh, built up, increased. We are conquerors because of Christ and what Christ has done for us and in us and through us. So let's look at Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that you have given us authority through your name. And we are conquerors through your name. But you have called us to be mighty soldiers in the army of God. And I pray, Lord, that this word will stir up within us a fighting spirit. That we will not set back and just let life happen. But we will go boldly forward in the war for souls for our own soul, but also for the souls of those around us. And that through the anointing of the Holy Spirit, we would not allow or be willing to allow Satan to hold one inch of territory that Christ has won through his shed blood. Let that be stirred within us this morning, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. I am more than a conqueror. I hope that through this message this morning, you will grasp the reality that you personally are more than a conqueror. But I pray that you will also grasp the reality of what Christ has done for you. And that there are multitudes of people around you that your life touches. Not just multitudes of people living out there, but multitudes of people that your life 
touches. That you have an impact in their life. Not just a casual meeting once in a lifetime, but where your life means something to them. And the way you live your life impacts how they live their life. Now this will probably blow my notes out of the water, but I want to say this before I go forward. Jesus has empowered you to be a warrior. Not to be just a pacifist. To sit by casually and just live your life in a way that you live a godly life so that way when you die you'll go to heaven. He has called you to be a warrior in this world. To do battle. To wage war against Satan. And he has called you to take back the kingdom of of darkness for the glory of God. And you cannot do that by being a pacifist. You have to be the aggressor. You have to wage war with the devil. And Jesus has given you the Holy Spirit to enable you and to empower you to be able to do that. You do not have to fear the enemy. You do not have to fear Satan. You can look him in the eye and you can take him on and you can defeat him in your life, but more importantly, in the lives of others. Because there are people around you, whether it is family members, neighbors, co-workers, or just people you meet in the marketplace, but those people are counting on you to be a warrior. They're not counting on you to get to heaven by the skin of your teeth. They're counting on you to be a warrior in this spiritual warfare that is going on all around you in order for you to take them for the kingdom of God. To pull them out of, the, of Satan's uh, kingdom and bring them out of the fire and place them in a place where they too can have a relationship with Jesus. They're counting on you. And it doesn't matter, and it isn't based on how you feel during that day. We cannot, as Christians, as born-again believers, as spirit-filled believers, we cannot wake up in the morning and say, well, am I going to fight in the battle today or not? How do I feel? I think I'll fight today. Or, yesterday was really rough, I think I'd take the day off. For every day that we take off, a soul perishes. Every time we have a contact with somebody, and we take that moment off, the devil grasps them a little bit tighter. You may not feel like witnessing to that person, but you've got to love on them. You don't have to give them the, the Roman road of salvation. 
You don't have to set them down and talk them through the Bible. You don't have to set them down and tell them that Jesus died so that they could have life and walk them through all of that. You don't have to lead them in a sinner's prayer to be successful, but you have to represent Christ to them. And sometimes it's through a simple smile. Sometimes it's by simply acknowledging their existence. And every time we meet someone and we fail to do that, we've impacted their future. And it's not in a positive way. And I hope that through this message this morning, you will realize that you are a conqueror in Christ, but you've been given that authority in order to rescue souls. And Christ expects us to be in the midst of the battle all the time. Because there are souls that are hanging in the balance. And we are the ones who've been called to rescue them out of the fires of hell. Before they enter eternity. And it's too late. Let me get back to my notes if I haven't torn them to shreds. My opening says... There has always been violent opposition against the kingdom of heaven and the church. There's always been violent opposition. It's not a game. It's not a game. It's spiritual warfare. It requires the church to violently attack the gates of hell instead of just sitting back and trying to hold the fort until Jesus comes. No army has ever won a war by just sitting back and holding the fort. You cannot win a war if you lock yourself up in the fort and just try to defend the fort. At some point in time, the enemy will overrun you and defeat you. In order to win the war, you have to be the aggressor. There has been only one person that has allowed the enemy to kill him in order for him to win the war, and that is Jesus. Jesus allowed himself to be put through a mock trial. He allowed himself to be beaten without any resistance. He allowed himself to be hung on the cross without any resistance. He allowed himself to be placed in the tomb. But that's where he said, enough. It's gone far enough. And the Father resurrected him. And my Bible tells me the next time he steps foot on this earth, it won't be as a little lamb, 
but it'll be as a lion of Judah. And my Bible says he will come back riding on a white horse with a sword coming out of his mouth, a double-edged sword that he will use to strike his enemies. That is the picture that we need of the church. Not that we're equal to Jesus, but he, is, he has given us the power of his name. And we need to be marching in the power and the authority of that name. Striking down our enemy everywhere we go. Our enemy should be trembling in fear every time we show up. I don't know why it is, but we have this image of Satan being equal to God. We have this image in our head that Satan is equal to God. It's just that when they battled, God had a better day than Satan and, and defeated Satan and kicked him out of heaven. That's not a true picture. Our God has always existed. He is the supreme power. Satan is just one of his creations. Satan was just an angel. He was a hierarching angel, that's true. But he was no higher than Michael and Gabriel. If you want to compare Satan to somebody as far as who's powerful, compare him to Michael and Gabriel because they're on the same level. And God is above them. And now to give you an idea of how Satan has been crushed by Jesus already, read in Revelation. I'd give you the place, but... I'm just speaking this off the, the top of my head as, as the Lord is giving me this. There is going to be a day in the very near future. The Bible says that Satan is going to be wrapped and bound in chains and thrown into the bottomless pit. You know who is going to do that? Not Jesus. Because Jesus has already defeated him and crushed him. You know who is going to do that? Another angel. His name is Michael. The one we're so afraid of, the one we tremble in fear of, has not only been crushed by Jesus at Calvary, but his future is all wrapped up by another angel, Michael. Now, who is this Michael? He is one of the angels, one of the two angels who fights for you. If the angel who is fighting for you 
has already been predicted to be the angel who wraps up Satan in chains and throws him into the bottomless pit. Why are we concerned? If we will fight in the power and the authority of Christ and not our own, why do we worry? Because not only has Christ defeated our foe, but another angel of equal power to Satan is going to bind him up and throw him into the lake of fire for a thousand years. Or not a lake of fire, in the bottomless pit for a thousand years. We are more than conquerors in Christ. But that doesn't give us license to sit on the sidelines and just watch the battle. We've been called to be in the midst of it. And the Bible says Jesus has given us all authority in his name. So if we have been given this authority, we have power to bind Satan. We have power to defeat Satan. We have power to crush Satan. And we need to begin to live as if we have power to crush him. We have the ability to be able to rescue souls out of the bondage of sin and death. We have the power and the authority to rescue people out of the grip of death and the grave. And sometimes it seems like the only one who knows this is Satan himself. Because the church doesn't walk in that authority. If the church really seen how powerful it is, we wouldn't see members of the church arguing over what color the carpet should be. We wouldn't see the church bickering over what style of music should be sung. In some churches, the greatest battle they fight is over who controls the music. While, the, while Satan has a heyday out in the community destroying lives. The church needs to rise up. And take back the territory that Satan is trying to keep in bondage. Let's look at individuals. As individuals, every one of us has certain battles that we struggle with, don't we? Some area that Satan just tries to keep us in bondage. Every one of us is there, right? 
I want us to understand in these battles, Christ has given us victory. It doesn't make it any easier to fight those battles, does it? We struggle with them. I want to encourage you to keep fighting that battle. Keep fighting that battle. Don't give up. Don't give up. But every one of us right now in this room is battling something more than that. Most are battling some form of sickness or infirmity right now. Or you have a family member who is. Some of you are blessed and you're not there right now. You've been there and you will be there again, but most right now are there. And you feel like you are at the end of your rope. You've been battling and battling and battling. You've been trying to stand on your faith to believe God for the impossible. But you're weary. You're weary. And it's not because the enemy is winning. It just seems like you're at a stalemate. And you're just tired of fighting the battle. Keep battling. Keep praying. Keep standing on the promises that Christ has given you. Because you're more than a conqueror. And keep remembering that the fight isn't about the physical body. The battle is a spiritual one. And your body may be defeated in the war. And death may come. But the spirit will continue to live on. So keep battling. You're not just battling for the flesh and the life of the flesh. More importantly, you are battling for the spirit. The fle Satan doesn't care about your flesh. Satan doesn't care about your body. That's just a way for him to get you to be weary in the war. What's important is the spirit. And so you keep battling for the spirit. 
And that is what is refreshed every day. That's what Christ is pouring you in for, into, is your spirit. Now, I believe in miracles. I believe God performs miracles all the time. And we pray for miracles. We pray for healings. We're praying for a number of physical uh, miracles right now, aren't we? And I believe God can heal and perform every miracle that we're praying for. I just don't know if he will. But I'm praying that he will. And I'm praying as if he's going to. But I leave it in his hand. Because he's more concerned about the spirit. And in that, Jesus says, you are more than conquerors. If you're in the middle of a battle right now, I want you to understand that Christ is waging war on your behalf. And he's already won the battle. It's just a matter of time before we win also the ultimate battle. And that's where we cross over into eternity. And so I just I want to encourage you, keep fighting the war. Don't get discouraged. Yes, we're, we're fighting a battle for those outside the church. But just as important, we are fighting a war for our soul. And sometimes we can get so distracted, so distracted by the physical battle, that we forget the real battle is for the spirit. And I want to close with this. Because of that distraction, so many times we get so distracted by the flesh and fighting for the flesh, the healings and, and the provision of the flesh, you know, needing uh, finances and, and uh, fighting for the families to hold them together. Because there's so much fighting and bickering and, and division in the, in the family. We're, we spend so much time trying to fight for that. To keep uh, the families together. We're fighting for the healing of our bodies. We spend so much time in prayer for those things. Sometimes we neglect the spirit. The soul. We forget to feed the soul. We spend so much time feeding the flesh, trying to, to get the, the flesh healed, that we forget to feed the spirit. Through the, our daily Bible reading, our time in prayer, where we're just being in communion with Jesus. We're not taking petitions to him. We're just spending time in his presence. 
where we're refreshed. Because, and capture this thought. When you fail to spend time reading your Bible, meditating on it, and letting it bring forth fruit in your, in your life, and your spirit, when you fail to spend time in, in prayer where you're just wanting to be in His presence and to love on Him and Him to love on you, that's when your flesh gets weak. And you're trying to fight the fight for your flesh, but you're weak. And your flesh is weak. And you find yourself wanting to give up. You find yourself needing time to rest. And it's in those moments that the enemy attacks your spirit. And it's in those moments, because your spirit is weak, the enemy comes in and attacks and destroys Do you want to know why our numbers are so low? It's because people have spent too much time trying to feed their flesh in order to win the flesh battle that they have neglected their spirit. And when they neglected their spirit, the enemy seen those places of weakness and he attacked their weakness. And in those moments, they were defeated. Now, don't don't look at the seats and say, who was here before? (laughs) Obviously, there's sin in their life. That's that's not what I'm saying. Because not all the people who have left have left defeated. Some have been gone to different places of ministry and, and the Lord has taken them into new phases of their life and, and they were here for a season, but then that season is over and God has taken them to new places. And it has nothing to do with the sin being in their life and they've been defeated by Satan. But I am, what I'm saying is the reason there, there is not more people here Is because people are so concerned about the flesh, they've neglected their spirit, and in that neglect, the enemy has attacked their soul, and now their soul is in bondage to the sins of the world. And they would want desperately to come and be a part of the church, but they're so in bondage to sin that they can't even step into a church. That's where the battle is. And now we as a church have to go and fight for their soul because they're too weak to fight for themselves. And so I want this message to be a warning to you that you don't become one of those killed in action. If I could use a military term since this is a military message. I don't want you to be on the list of missing in action. I don't want you to be a POW, prisoner of war. Those things happen to people who don't feed their spirit. 
We are fighting a very intelligent enemy who spends a lot of time watching you, looking for uh, those areas of your life where you're weak. And that's where he attacks. Don't let yourself get to that place. I look out and I, and I look at you and I see strong, committed Christians. Don't get me wrong. I see strong, committed Christians who desperately love the Lord and want to serve Him with all their heart. And what I'm saying is don't lose that. Because we have a lot of people who are fighting against the flesh, the physical needs, in needing healings, needing miracles. Just don't get so caught up in that battle. You lose the spiritual battle. Because unless the Lord comes quickly, we're all going to lose the flesh battle. Sooner or later, our flesh is going to give out and we're going to die. I mean, you can't escape that other than if the Lord comes. Now, we should do everything we possibly can to keep that day pushed back. You know, we don't... We all want to go on the next or on a train to heaven, right? We just don't want to be on the next one. Amen? So fight that battle for the for the health of your flesh. But just remember that the real battle, the one we have to focus on the most, is the spiritual one. And Jesus has said, in that battle we are more than conquerors. in him strengthens us let's pray Lord I pray that we never stop praying for miracles I pray that we never stop believing miracles are possible and believing for the miracles when we pray for your healing touch, for your provision, for your guidance, all of these things. May we always put our hope and our trust in you in these areas. But I pray also, Lord, that we never get so distracted by the needs of the flesh that we neglect the needs of the Spirit. May we never get to the place where we are, allow our spirit to get so weak that the enemy is able to come in and destroy our spirit. May we realize more than ever that we need to feed our spirit with the things that are eternal. That we need to guard our spirit with the weapons, the spiritual weapons that you have given us. Your word. 
which is the sword of the Spirit, the truth of your word, which defeats the lies of the enemy, our prayer, prayer time, where we spend time in your presence being refreshed and renewed by your glory. And also, Lord, there's just something about being in the battle that sharpens us. It sharpens our senses. Where we become more aware of our enemy and his tactics and his attacks. And that, that time that we spend in your presence just worshiping you strengthens our resistance to those attacks. So I pray for each and every one that is here that we would be great, mighty soldiers in the battles for our soul and for the souls of others. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.